Being in a bad marriage or relationship can make your life miserable. But staying in a bad marriage or relationship is not only miserable, but it should be unacceptable. Getting out and moving on may seem impossible, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to Start Over, Find Happiness with Lindsay Ellison. Each episode, Lindsay offers guidance and inspiration on how to navigate your uncertain relationships. Whether you're newly divorced or single, or just thinking about whether the marriage or relationship is right for you, Lindsay uncovers all the pain points, including the stuff no one dares to talk about. Learn about dating after divorce, good sex, bad sex, the importance of self-love, setting boundaries, how to find love again, and Lindsay's own journey of divorce and rediscovery that has inspired millions of women around the world. This is Start Over, Find Happiness with Lindsay Ellison on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. Welcome to a new episode of Start Over, Find Happiness. So happy to be here with you today. I have a very special guest with me. She is from all the way from Johannesburg, South Africa, and she's the published author of a book called Can You See Me Naked, which is such a great title. And her name is Adele Green, and she is a South African transformation specialist and an international author with a private coaching practice since 2007. And she's twice published, and she coaches people as far as London, Germany, and New York. And Adele is passionate about shifting vulnerable women to take their power back in relationships and encourage them to make a contribution with their own insights in their societies. So Adele, welcome. Hello, Lindsay. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It's nice to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you. I know you reached out to me a while ago and it's just been kind of a scheduling issue, but it's just so exciting to to sit and chat with you. I, I really would love to talk about first just a little bit of your journey and, and what brought you to writing this book? Oh, the book is a very interesting story. I've, like many women, gone through a process of making a lot of life changes as it can happen at midlife. But when things kind of slowed down for me and I started healing, I realized that a lot of people have questions about what I do and what I did. And my ex-husband, who I have divorced at that stage, used to say to me, I don't get why you left me. And Mm -hmm. he used to ask me to uh, write him a letter because he said if he can connect with the words, then, you know, maybe he can understand better. Because when I'm with him and I explain it to him, he gets it. And when I'm not there, then he doesn't get it. So uh, one Monday morning, I had my schedule cleared to do something for a week and the person I was supposed to do it with um, had a wonderful opportunity to go into deep Africa and I said you know go but when I arrived at my desk on the Monday morning and my schedule was still clear I thought what do I do now and I sat down and I thought okay so I'll just write in my diary and maybe I'll try and answer my ex and I'll explain to him you know why I left and I started writing and would you believe it the next morning I was still writing wow uh and I got an email out of the blue from my house and, and it said, you know, would you like to enter a competition for a nonfiction book? And then I started laughing. I thought, am I writing a book? Anyway, by the, Friday, 
Yeah, by the Friday I'd written seventy six thousand words. What? And then it was a yeah, I know. And then I had a lot to say. I had no idea I had so much to say. And then it was another journey to actually get to the point where I realized, oh my gosh, you know, people can really benefit from reading this. And that's why um, it ended up being a book about women addressed to men. But it seems to be unique and really positioned in its own space. You know, these days it's not worth publishing a book unless because it's so much effort, unless you have something that you really want to say that hasn't been said before. And that's how I ended up speaking about vulnerable women and what they need, especially within the relationship space. Mm. Okay, so you went from writing your ex-husband a letter to a broader stroke of women in relationships. First, I want to know what it is, because I, I have not read your book yet, um, and I wish I, 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 I'm going to read it because I'm so interested in it, but so you're going to have to explain to all of us, at what point did you kind of transition from the letter to your husband to this book? And, you know, I was curious as to what, did you address him in the book or did it kind of just turn into something else? Well, between the letter, which is what it was, to the book, there were six edits. So it went through a process um, where I, um, I gave it to somebody to read um, in order to edit it. And the first feedback I got was this reads like a thesis, but you know, it's, this is me and it was him and it was personal. And I just, wrote exactly the way that I think so I always yeah. think abstract and I, I you know I think big and I, and even if you read the book there's a lot of um, theory and schools of thoughts because that's how I think I'm very eclectic in my approach I, I don't just follow a psychology route or a religious route it's really a story about somebody and things that I went through trying to explain the concepts to him of what I thought constituted the values of what would make up a con relationship mm. so the book is divided in four parts the beginning part of the book explains what the conscious relationship is but in terms of um, the values if you know what I mean you know introducing the different concepts but when I wrote to him you know people people can only understand something if you explain it in a language that makes sense to them so I wrote it according to the questions that I thought he might have Mm. And, you know, like, like, um, like, you know, how do you, how do you get to be free in a relationship? Um, stuff like that. That's how I approached it. And like, how do you know a person is the one? Um, and at the end of the day, the questions comes from a place of when you're in a relationship, you're not sure if you want to be in it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so that's how it was layered. So the first part of the book really introduces the values that I thought would keep me in the relationship. And the second part, so really if you think about it, you're in a relationship already, but you don't know if you want to stay or not, and these are the things that you really want. And it all comes down to how a woman connects to a man in a relationship. The second part of the book talks to the process of what is the feminine energy and what is the masculine energy, because you need them both to have the relating process in a way um, that made it the ideal relationship the way I understood it. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, the third part of the book really goes into the transformation space that a woman actually goes through. What triggers it? Is it an event? Is it biology? You know, why does this happen to us? Why do we get to a point in our lives and say, where do we get meaning? 
um, and how do we make a contribution that makes a difference but still be true to who we are um, because in my experience and through the work I do as a coach and I've been doing it since 2007 so the book was written 2012 only after I've already worked through a lot of you know my own individual journeys um, I really wanted to address uh, how do you answer those questions for yourself so it's be, and that's an internal process so and then within the framework of the relationship so that it could give them insight um, and maybe a little bit of empathy. And then the last part of the book is very practical. And it comes down to the four things that I realized, um, which is when once a woman has gone through that inner process of discovery, um, what are the key things that she needs to hold on to and then go put back in the world? So it doesn't matter what you put back in the world, but these are the things um, that kind of guides that process for you. Okay. Well, I'm really interested in that third, the third part you were saying um, about what, why do women go through this transition? What, can you explain that? Maybe um, sure. you know, start with that because that's something where I think people um, who follow me and listen to me are in that space of in the transition and I, you know, either leaving their husband or they've been left, their life has just been, is just in transition. So maybe yeah. um, explain that a little bit. Sure. Um, it can be different things for different people. Now, th there's something that triggers an uh, inner process for you. And there's, it's not, we, we tend to think of the world in, in the, if I say external, before we spend too much time thinking about it, you know, uh, which uh, maybe you're dealing with people once they think about it. But before you start going through the process of thinking about these things, you just live according to the way you were taught, you know, the things that you need to do to be successful in your relationship and your work. And then somewhere along the line, something happens that triggers for you this internal switch where you start thinking about the deeper things and mm. does it really give you meaning and is what you're putting in uh, giving you back um, and something of equal value so that you will stay there because, you know, it's just a system. So what you put in has to be at least equal or, or less than what you get back for it for you to keep doing the same thing to make it sustainable. So that trigger can be many, one of many different things. It can be age-related. It can mm -hmm. be that your body is going through a biological process and hormonal changes, you know, where you become emotional and you just start to question things because all of a sudden the way you always used to do things no longer, no, n now don't work anymore. It could be that you're going through an emptiness syndrome, your kids are growing up and um, now you have time to think about things which you didn't have before. You were just too busy living and doing what you're supposed to do. Right. And now you're wondering, you know, like if I've done all this stuff for my kids, how do I really feel about my husband? Um, and it could be that the, you've had a traumatic event happen in your life that mm -hmm. makes you question life. I mean, even things as, as, as simple as other people getting married. And if you don't have time to think, sitting at a wedding and really, truly, deeply thinking about your life can give you an epiphany moment where you just... Mm. Think about things in a different way that you have before. Uh, it doesn't matter what triggers it, but something will trigger it. Yeah. And, it happened and, to me. I can think of that. Yeah. Go what ahead. happened to you, Lindsay? Oh, it was my grandmother dying. Um, it was, uh, she, I was very, very close with her. And, you know, my marriage, we were just weren't 
getting along at all. But once mm-hmm. once she died, I just had such a, a powerful, I mean, I was just so, I was grieving her. But I, I don't know. I, it's almost as though I can't even articulate it truthfully. Uh, I, I ended up finding out I was pregnant three months later with my third child. And I didn't want the pregnancy. I was just like, oh, my God. It was a total oops mistake. Um, but then I finally started wanting this baby. And, and then I ended up miscarrying. So that was kind of the second thing. So it was within, within the three months. So I think at that point, it was like, what the hell am I doing in my life? Like, what's going on? It, you know, it needs to change. Yes, yes. So, so, so that is classical of what could happen, especially with a second event, because now it creates trauma. The yes. equivalent of, of a traumatic experience for a person. Individually, they could just be two separate events, but the one um, makes the other one bigger than what it actually is. And it just puts you even deeper into that process where you maybe could have recovered from grieving or loss. Um, you know, it, I mean, finding out you're pregnant is one thing when you're not sure if that's where you are in your life. And then on top of that, to lose it. Right. So, so, so that's classical of what one can expect. Um, well, I'm going to cut you from, off. We're going to, we're actually about to go into our first break. Let's talk about okay. more about that and what triggers some of these aha moments. Cause I love this conversation. Okay. So great. Okay. And we'll be back after this break. You're listening to start over, find happiness with Lindsay Ellison. Lindsay is a relationship coach and the founder of start over, find happiness a coaching practice that helps women navigate through their uncertain relationships. You can also sign up for her coaching program, Thrive, which helps anyone navigate through the disparity of breaking up and starting a new journey. For more information, go to lindsayellison.com. Start over, find happiness. We'll be right back on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. Julie Brain Lady Anderson is considered to be one of the nation's top experts on the brain personality connection. And now every week she is here to share her knowledge with you. When you learn to tap into the potential of your natural gifts and the power of the brain-mind connection, the sky is never the limit. As a matter of fact, there is no limit. Tune in to Brain Lady Speaks with Julie Brain Lady Anderson, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. Welcome back to Start Over, Find Happiness. Whether you're newly divorced or single, or just thinking about whether the marriage or relationship is right for you, Lindsay Ellison has expert advice to share that will help you on your journey toward happiness. She's published numerous articles in Huffington Post, DivorcedMoms.com, Your Tango, and Yahoo, and has been a guest speaker at live events and many TV and radio shows. Let's return to Start Over, Find Happiness on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. And we're back. Welcome to Start Over, Find Happiness. Today I'm talking with Adele Green, and she's the author of her very cool book, Can You See Me Naked? So we were just talking about some of the triggers that we have when we're kind of going into this aha moment. It's it's a trigger that leads to an epiphany. And I was just talking about what happened to me. Uh, that kind of led me to wanting more in my life. And I think for me, I was just so tired of being unhappy. And I just had a very, very, very strong feeling that I deserved something more, that there was more out there for me. And that 
once I had that epiphany, nothing happened overnight. It took several months, probably a couple years, actually, for me to actually do anything about it. Adele, do you think that this is something that women go through more than men, or do you think men do it too, and, and do they experience things differently? Well, this is where for me, it, I have a word for it. It's not my word, but it's the way that I like to relate to your question. And that is, does it happen to men as well? Absolutely, yes. I just think that women are designed um, to go through it maybe first, especially in a relationship, because once the one partner goes through it, the other one's invited to do the same. And if you don't, you'll go your separate ways. And if you both do, you'll end up uh, creating a conscious relationship. But I like to call this uh, the feminine energy inside of us because the feminine energy is what asks us to open up. Um, years ago, uh, a lot of people was following stuff as I was going through my own journey and Peru and all of that. But what happened for me was I became very outspoken on places like Facebook and social media. And oh, literally overnight, my profile went to over 5,000 people and then I uh, ended up somebody said to me why don't you create a fan page and I said what is that and that literally overnight grew into an extra 5,000 people just because I was speaking from this place and I, I originally called it you know um, heart space and what happens to us as women once something has triggered us if you go down this journey dealing connecting it's literally a reconnecting with this feminine energy inside of you that person you thought you were before you became what the world taught you to be playing a role <laughs> you know which again brings me back to the book because can you see me naked is about can you see me just as me mm. you know no clothes no personality no brands and and in that vulnerable space but to do that you need to go through the process of opening your heart and that's that feminine energy so does it happen to men absolutely yes but i think as women we are more designed to reconnect with it specifically i'll give you an example um, I didn't even realize it started triggering with me um, when I had my first child. He was a crying baby, very colicky, and um, it took them months before they even diagnosed him as colic. And I still said to the pediatrician, but, you know, he doesn't just cry at night. He also cries during the day. And the pediatrician started laughing and he said, my sweetheart, this is not a... Um, we called it a northern suburbs. That's like the the snobs live in the northern suburbs. You know, colic <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, he said this is this is a classic colic baby, and I didn't understand the significance of it. But later, I understood that for me to really connect with my baby, I couldn't use language. I couldn't be pretty. You know, nothing I did could impact on this baby as much as me really slowing down life. Hmm. And becoming sensitive and connecting with this child. And that's where my sensitivity started. And I think that's what happens with us as women. I say women, and then people say, why don't you also work with men? Um, simply because I'm a woman and I better understand the world of women. But um, when we become sensitive, what happens to us um, when and we start opening our hearts requires for us to be sensitive and I think as women we have more permission in society to become sensitive to become mm -hmm. emotional to become tearful to express in that way where men do not so it's suppressed a little bit longer but also because we're the ones who nurture the children and to nurture kids or to nurture anybody you need to tune into their level we have more capacity to have empathy um, yeah. which I think is, is, is a massive um, attribute in terms of feminine leadership. So, and you know, which today is a big buzzword, 
everybody yeah. says you know you need to lead in a feminine way and empathy and all of that but but this is more easily happens for women then i think when it happens in the relationship space when the woman starts finding her words yeah. um and she starts expressing that way the guys go like what are you on about and this <laughs> is where the trouble starts because what we need is to be validated yeah and then they can't and then you those who cannot learn the skills to do so or even if it's just an external function at the beginning but because men are designed you know they think their role is to fix us they want to mm-hmm. fix everything it's conquer and control but that's the masculine energy so for us if you can, do not feel validated if you do not feel understood if you do not feel heard if you feel you do not even have permission to speak my ex-husband couldn't do tears and that's how we spoke about it go do your tears in the bathroom and mm-hmm. unlock the door so mm-hmm. no, no, nothing against him, but I didn't know what was happening with me. I sure as hell didn't know how to express it, which is what the book helps with. Yeah. You know, when I, when I wrote it for men, I had no idea 80% of the readers are going to be women because they find their words. I get daily feedback from people who say, oh, you know, it changed my life hmm. because they find their words. They feel like it, it really gets into the gist of this mystery that they don't understand. And although it addresses men, uh, because it hopefully answers some of the questions that they have, it um, it finds words for very deep feelings we tend to not be able to express. When I was going through this process, Lindsay, I love reading. Love, love, love it. Um, and I think reading is still my world of escape. Other people watch movies or whatever else. But for me, it's reading. I couldn't find this material written by women. It was always written by a man. Mm. And it's as if the substance wasn't there, the juice wasn't there, the depth wasn't there. And when we express as women, we dance, we write poetry, we create things. That's what we do, you know? Right. Uh, But but to really find your words, when you can find your words, that's when your soul soul starts to speak. I really agree with that. And I think that, um, and and as you're talking, I'm, I'm kind of reflecting in my own life and and when I started to find my words and it's it's so interesting you're so spot on at least as I think of my own life and I'm sure you've resonated with a lot of other women and I think there becomes a point where I just exactly what you said I was around you know 30 31 32 I had my second child and I just started to have a different dialogue with myself. And for a while, it felt like such a secret. And, <laughs> uh, right? And, and then there was a part of me that thought, I can't let anyone know about this secret because everyone's gonna think I'm crazy. And really what the secret was, like, it's again, it's hard to articulate what the secret was, but if I can try, it would be, I'm not happy and I want, I, I don't like this life. It was really, you know, I, everything that I had done. And of course I was so happy to have be a mother of two children. I didn't want to be who my husband married. And I think I just wanted bigger things. I wanted to do different things in my life. And it was hard to, to say that to somebody because you don't even know what's going on, right? You just know you're meant to do something bigger and better, but I don't know what it is. And yeah, and then once I started 
I love that when I think why once I started going and touching into my feminine energy, it was very, very threatening to him. What, do you find that? Do you know this now? People often ask me, so because all my branding is for women, except the book speaks directly to men. And people will say to me, so, you know, so who are your clients? And do you know, 50, 50 and sometimes up to 55% of my clients are men. Do you know why? Because they get that something that I say talks to them. And then they ask me about their women. Mm. They are so threatened. They, they leave them. They give them so much rope to go do whatever, including divorce them. Then they come back and they say to me, but I want to know, why does she angry with me now? I even let her divorce me. And then, I, and, then, and then he says to me, for example, the, the one guy the other day said to me, uh, but, but this is a lot of them do that. And he says, but I don't understand. She says, I never fought for her. I don't get it. And the feminine tests us and it tests them. It tests them to see if they're strong enough. But mm-hmm. when it starts, when 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 we become, that when you cannot find a way to channel this energy, this questioning, this needing to be validated, it can build up in you and it can become destructive. Yeah. To the point that you can actually destroy your life. You don't want to. You just want to be happy, so desperately happy. But it's as if you do everything that makes it looks like you're destroying your life and you can you can financially completely limit yourself because you make emotional decisions and you just want to get out mm-hmm. and to answer your question about men just like really clearly they have no clue what on earth is going on with us do you know that <laughs> i i sat down with my and i i battled for a year because i literally woke up and i knew i needed a divorce I don't know why. My life was perfectly fine. I was happy. I lived in the right suburb. I had the right amount of kids. I had the right car. I had the right everything. I had the right type of holidays and I didn't work for it. And I didn't understand uh, why on earth do I have this incredible urge to get a divorce? I don't get it. What on earth was that about? And as as I struggled with myself, um, I think I became unfamiliar to him. Not sure. But at one point, I realized I have to start talking to him in a way that he can understand me better. And I said to him, because I didn't know how to even introduce the subject to him. So I said to him, please tell me what you want from me. And he came prepared. I gave him two days. He came prepared with his his A4 pad and two pages written full. All the stuff I needed to do, which I was quite happy to do because I did it anyway. And I had only one thing on my list. And the thing on my list was... Can I be myself? Mm. You know? And he said, no, you can't be yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Did he really say no? Yes. Do you know that up until that point, you could come up with every reason in the book of me not needing to divorce him? Mm. Until I said that. And then he was frightened. I cannot explain to you how scared this man was. He didn't know what on earth was going on with me. Because he didn't know who I wanted to be. So to answer your question, are they scared? I think we scare the living daylights out of them. I think we do too. So let's let's come back to that because I love that. Can I be myself? I have some more questions and discussion pot topics on that. We're about to go into our break and stay with us as we come back as I talk to Adele Green. Thank you for listening to Start Over, Find Happiness with Lindsay Ellison. Join Lindsay every week for guidance and inspiration on how to navigate your uncertain relationships. 
Whether you're newly divorced or single, or just thinking about whether the marriage or relationship is right for you, Lindsay has expert advice to help you improve your life and find the happiness you deserve. If you are an expert that could offer advice in any field that may benefit our listeners and would like to be a guest, or if you are a woman who is in need of relationship or marriage advice and would like to call in to be featured on the show, please contact Lindsay's team at support at lindsayellison.com. Join us again next week and every week, Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, for another enlightening session with Lindsay Ellison and Start Over, Find Happiness on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. See you then. Through decades of study, research, training, and personal experience, Kimberly Rinaldi has found that the answers always exist within. Explore the realm of consciousness, the unconscious mind, creative consciousness, and higher consciousness. Apply the tools you'll take away from these conversations and watch your life begin to unfold in ways that will make you believe in magic if you didn't already. Mind Science and Metaphysics, Mondays, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. Welcome back to Start Over, Find Happiness. Whether you're newly divorced or single, or just thinking about whether the marriage or relationship is right for you, Lindsay Ellison has expert advice to share that will help you on your journey toward happiness. She's published numerous articles in Huffington Post, DivorcedMoms.com, Your Tango, and Yahoo, and has been a guest speaker at live events and many TV and radio shows. Let's return to Start Over, Find Happiness on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. Welcome back to Start Over, Find Happiness. So happy to be here with Adele Green. We were talking about feminine energy, and I just love that word, and I'm going to steal that from you, and about, you know, just being vulnerable, and you were talking about, you asked your husband, can I be myself, and he said no, (laughs) and I just, I I mean, you got to admire his honesty there uh, for saying no, but it is interesting how you say that men are threatened by this kind of new found energy that we find within ourselves. And how, if anyone's listening to this and, and, you know, they're newly dating someone, let's say, or they're in a, they're in a decent relationship, but how can we make this not as threatening? How can we communicate that better? Well, for me, it comes down to the values that you need for a conscious relationship. And and a lot of people go all confused when you talk about a conscious relationship. But it's nothing other than being completely open and honest about what's going on with both of you. And once you express what's really on the table, especially it's easier if you're with a new partner because he knows exactly what he's walking into. It's Mm -hmm. the ones that you didn't walk into with consciously because you were not in that space of your life where you were questioning everything um, that gets caught by surprise. And this, so, is the issue, and this is the issue I find when people get married really young. Okay. So, you know, and I mean young in their early twenties or anywhere in your twenties. I, I always advise people to not get married in their twenties at all. Wait until you're over 30. Now, obviously that's can affect childbirthing years, but I just think that, um, many of my clients, I'd say the majority of the women that, that I work with that follow me are in their mid-40s to, to, to all the way to their 60s and 70s. And this is exactly what happens is that they're just done. 
and they they just like something snaps in them. <clears throat> Despite all the red flags that they've been waving in you know in the relationship and the same thing happened to me. It's like I I didn't just one day say I'm finished. He thinks of it that way. I've heard him tell stories to his friends. Of, I don't know, everything was just going great and then all of a sudden she just wants a divorce. And then he soon got his he, he thought he thought I was cheating or I was a lesbian. Those, like He just could not imagine what else would prompt me wanting to end it, despite me saying, this is, I'm so unhappy for so long. No, absolutely true. Because you must remember, in their world, they do everything they're supposed to. They provide. Yeah. Um, you know, and you never say it's not enough. So in his frame of how the world works for him, uh, he's doing the perfect job. So what on earth is wrong with you? The thing that we don't we don't realize and nobody tells us is that we're going to change. You know, I've been married three times, Lindsay. The Have first you? time I was, yeah, the first time I was widowed. Um, the second time, obviously, I got a divorce. The third, and I'm married again. <laughs> um, and 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 after my I got a divorce, um, I just was convinced I would never be in another relationship again because everything that I couldn't find outside pushed me more internally, and I literally left once the you know while the divorce was being finalized for America, and I went to travel for a few months to go find myself and I left um, the, uh, the South Africa to go and be in the, the desert for 40 days I mean I've done some really extreme things wow but to find now, out where's my kids, boundaries and who grown? am I were your kids grown at this point no 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 my little one was six and a half and the other wow. one is two years older so, so it was a tough this sorry how did you go do that with with having little kids I didn't do it with kids I literally st stopped understanding what was going on with me and I realized I can't raise kids I can't do anything I stopped everything in my life I canceled everything I closed every door I took my bags and I went to travel to go find myself and um, I mean, thank goodness for technology, you know, so I could. So, be so your kids were children. OK, so your kids were with their dad. My kids were with their dad. The deal that we made was that because he's Mr. Stable, <laughs> you uh -huh. know, and I'm Mrs. Chaos and I don't know what's going on with me. So at that stage, I didn't know what country I was going to stay. So I, it, it made absolutely no sense to me to go up and destroy their lives. Sure. To take, you know, to take care of me. So I left them with him he's a fantastic dad um and i left them to first go figure out what was going on with me and um ironically uh for the year before i left for peru and i i was going because i needed to finally make a decision am i going to get a divorce am i going to stay what am i going to do and to leave my children behind because that was the ultimatum he gave me if you're going to go you can go with or without a fight if you think in the state that you're in, you're going to take the children, then I'm going to fight you. And of course, that was the last thing I wanted. I was in a wonderful spiritual place. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to be true to who I am and figure out who I am. And it made no sense to me to go into a fight. So I left the kids with him, you know, with a provision, a contract that we could change it if we wanted to. So at first to go find out what was going on with me, and then I'd come back and build built the, the, the building blocks again, but it was a, a really intense process. You know, I did a lot of crazy things. I, I okay, crazy skydive is very controlled, but not if you're there, you know, and you're jumping out of a, a 18,000 
uh, foot plane. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, that yeah. moment. You don't. It, something really pushes you over the edge. And I didn't just do that. I walked on fire. I did everything that I thought could. I really do it. I really wanted to know: is all this nonsense that I believe true? Does it mm-hmm. really work like that? I went and I I swam in the sea until the coast guard and a Y came looking for me. They thought I was dead. <laughs> just swam into the ocean. I, but I, I was. It was. It was extreme for me. I didn't understand and I was prepared to do anything to understand what was really going on with me. Really fascinating. And I, I think well, I don't um, think that men I don't think men understand to what lengths we prepare to go. That's amazing. To, yeah. To find out what we will do that makes us happy. That's why I do the work I do now. That's yeah. why I don't now I don't believe that you have to get a divorce. To, to, to know how to nurture what's going on with you inside the relationship. If you know that you have choices, you can make those choices. But if you don't know you have choices, then you can't make them. You know, that's what motivates me to do this. That's what motivated me to publish the book. Um, oh, and then, and then I, of course, the one thing I absolutely did was I didn't believe that there was a man who could give me what I wanted because I thought I was a lunatic like you. I mean, I thought I had a – I'm crazy. Yeah. The, the stuff I want is, 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 is unrealistic. They're going to lock me up. You know, and um, literally, and I, I was talking about it. I was too scared to talk about what was really going on with me as much as I could actually express. So imagine my surprise when um, I have given up relationships and I've given up anything, men. And I've always been lucky with men. You know, they I've had more proposals than I married men and I've never been without a relationship. Mm-hmm. So here I am going into the world alone because I need to find me. I needed to be me without anybody else. Mm-hmm. And when there's this person and I have this incredible response to him. And, and I said... I said, you know, what is this person doing in my life? I don't understand. And my answer was very clear. He is God on earth for you. I mean, like, what the hell? You know, what does it mean anyway? And it really, um, yeah, but my ex, he's convinced that I, I left him for this man. And I mean, he wasn't even in the picture. Yeah. You know, right. they, they totally cannot understand no. what you are on about. And and because you can't express what you want, because you don't know what it is, you just know there's got to be something else. So you married this man? I married him, and I have to tell you, he's the way we speak about these things all the time. He yeah. gets it completely. Um, but if I was in my 20s or in um, just in my early 30s when I met my ex or now in my 40s, meeting my third husband each time I would have made the choice I did because that was the right person for me and Mm -hmm. I after being married so many times I can tell you without a doubt the purpose of a relationship is very simple your partner is there to reflect who you are to yourself so you can either accept or reject what you see Hmm. and that is your growth so a relationship is really there for accelerated growth on the deepest level. Very fascinating. You've got me stumped. I um I think, well, I, I am remarried too, and I, um, what and I I did the same thing. I thought I'm not going to get married again, and I was unable to take the kind of journey that you went on. And I really applaud your bravery for making that conscious choice to leave your children behind to take care of you. And I don't think I could have done that. I, I just, 
I would have wanted to, truthfully. Truthfully, I would have. <laughs> I needed to. Um, I didn't. So I really applaud your bravery and to, to go find yourself. And I did my own journey at home, right? Not, not traveling. And, and I did a lot of uh, self-destructive things before I was able to uh, apply self-love to me and, and move on. And when I met my now husband, I just remember feeling like this guy is like my soulmate. I just knew it. Uh, we yeah. both knew it. We knew it very quickly b before we had even kissed or anything. We just knew it. And I felt so, uh, I think what makes it work, and the only reason why I probably married him, or there are many reasons, but the, the thing that allowed me to go do, to that step is that he is so allows me to be me and to, and to have a continual journey of discovery. And he knows I'm still working on it. And for whatever reason, he doesn't have that kind of journey like I do. And he's allowed me to just explore and be in that space. And he's allowed to, you know, he just, you know, sometimes I have really bad days and sometimes I have really good days. And he just kind of lets me have that space. Does that make sense? He kind of just gives completely, me that space. Completely. But this is if men can understand this about the spaces we go into, it would make life so much easier for them. Mm. And it would definitely keep us in our relationships because when we can't find that that's when you're going to start think about it if you're going to be vulnerable where's the one place you want to be vulnerable where you feel safe yeah it's not your work it's not your children it's the person that is the closest to you mm -hmm. that's the only person you actually need to help you and even if he doesn't understand if he just gives you the space to express and figure it out yourself you know even if he doesn't say anything yeah. that is the most precious and sacred space for you to truly become who you can be because when we say it that's when we hear ourselves and that's when we validate ourselves and that is ultimately I think the place that when we can reach it um, that is what a relationship can offer us so much more than than the laundry list <laughs> of things that we think we want in life. Yeah, you know, that is the real gift that a partner can give you. But you grow into that, and then it's worthwhile exploring. For for me, it came as such a surprise. I mean, this guy couldn't be more different than me. Oh we yeah, were me different too. <laughs> every possible way. If we go to a buffet, everything in his plate would be the opposite to mine. Oh, same with you me. You know. The first time I met him, he was ringing a bell and he was ordering one whiskey at a time. I was like on water for three years already purifying my body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like he wouldn't even feature on my radar of friends. It came so incredibly unexpectedly. But, you know, and, and you spoke about it earlier as well. When we meet the right person, Lindsay, there's a part of us that knows when you've healed a certain a certain amount of work on yourself already, you change. You don't want the same things anymore because you don't push away and attract the same things anymore. So you will attract a different kind of person in your in your world and you will know that person when you see them. Mm. Um, if, if I had met my third husband when I was in my 20s, I wouldn't even have noticed him. Oh, you know, know. He was living I a house yeah. that was so different to mine. And yet, through all the many years that we've been together, we've been in the same places so many times. It's scary when well, we sit let's, and, let's, and let's, realize these things. 
let's end that thought. We're about to go into our last break. Stay with us, everyone. Talking with Adele Green. Thank you for listening to Start Over, Find Happiness with Lindsay Ellison. Join Lindsay every week for guidance and inspiration on how to navigate your uncertain relationships. Whether you're newly divorced or single, or just thinking about whether the marriage or relationship is right for you, Lindsay has expert advice to help you improve your life and find the happiness you deserve. If you are an expert that could offer advice in any field that may benefit our listeners and would like to be a guest, or if you are a woman who is in need of relationship or marriage advice and would like to call in to be featured on the show, please contact Lindsay's team at support at lindsayellison.com. Join us again next week and every week, Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, for another enlightening session with Lindsay Ellison and Start Over, Find Happiness on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. See you then. From quantum physics to metaphysics, cryptozoology to conspiracy theory, energy healing to angels, on Into the Light Paranormal Radio, we're here to tell you that just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean it's not real. Each episode, Kitty Janice, Kimberly Rinaldi, and their guests have one goal, and that's to bring another conversation and another bit of consciousness into the light. Into the Light Paranormal Radio, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. Welcome back to Start Over, Find Happiness. Whether you're newly divorced or single, or just thinking about whether the marriage or relationship is right for you, Lindsay Ellison has expert advice to share that will help you on your journey toward happiness. She's published numerous articles in Huffington Post, DivorcedMoms.com, Your Tango, and Yahoo, and has been a guest speaker at live events and many TV and radio shows. Let's return to Start Over, Find Happiness on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. Welcome back to this awesome show that I'm having today with Adele Green, talking with her about relationships and, and sometimes what women go through on these journeys that we have as we are almost breaking out of our old self and kind of getting out of the shell that we were born into and really discovering who we are. And before our break, Adela, you were saying that um, how the men are often not in tune with what we go through. And it's very important to communicate, you know, as women, to communicate what what it is uh, that we're going through. And I loved how you asked your husband the question, can I be myself? And what would you say to women who are thinking about getting out of their relationship? What would you suggest they ask their partner in order, because they're, they might be going through what we're talking about, this kind of change of just wanting more, feeling like there's something else there. What would you say to them? I actually tell them exactly the same thing. Same question. I, yeah, I, I, w- I, w- I would ask them the same question that I would ask people before they get into a relationship and they think they're ready for a commitment. Because when you're at the place in your relationship and you're questioning questioning things, there's something that you've got to realize, and that is to know and understand what you really expect from your relationship. So I would, I would say to them, before you go and ask the question, do a little bit of homework and say, well, what do I really want? 
Right. What do I really, really want? That's the first thing. And then to go and tell your partner that this is what I expect from our relationship. Are you prepared to give it to me or not? And then you'll know if you're in the right relationship or not. You right. know, or if you should be some, some somewhere else. Um, and if you're not in a relationship and you're thinking of making a massive commitment and you know what what you want from your partnership and your partner's prepared to give it to you or not, both of you are going into this thing with open eyes. It's as honest as you can possibly be. And the person will tell you straight out yes or no. And I, well, I think that when I, when you know, even when I asked originally for my ex before I made the final decision and I, I asked him, you know, what do you really want from me? Um, I didn't realize indirectly that's what I did. But I'll tell you this. When I asked him the one question that I had um, or the one one expectation that I had that I thought would, would keep me there, um, and he very clearly and bluntly said no, we both knew without a doubt for the first time, he agreed to divorce me. Hmm. So, so I think that if the expectations are clear, and right. if you are, because because the other thing is, often, especially women, we want stuff um, from a partner. We have this idea that they are nuts on white horses, and they're going to come and save us. And yeah. if you still live in that space where you think that somebody else is going to make you happy you are always going to be unhappy in a relationship because you're setting yourself up to be unhappy. You need to be prepared to do your own work um, and to claim your happiness. And yeah, to you, claim you, are singing, what you, you are singing the, you know, my praises. You're singing what I always say to everyone. And, and I really want to add on to that. If, if you're asking that question to your partner or even potential partner, can I be myself? I think it's really important to know what that even means for you is do you know who yourself truly is? I Correct, think that's which is why point. you need to do your homework. Yeah, yes. that's why you got to do your homework and you got to sit and think at least as far as you can grasp and say, yeah. I think this is what I want. And then he can say yes or he can say no. And later on, if you get it, then you're not happy <laughs> still. Mm -hmm. You know, you can say, but I gave you that. Why are you not happy? Then you can go dig deeper. And at least then it, it's a process. And you're both in the process. It's a lot better than than uh, thinking you want him to make you happy or thinking you want this or you want that, but not clearly expressing it. Now it's open and on the table. And, and that's the starting point for me. So if you, if, you, if you are in a relationship and you want it to evolve into something more because you want more, then this is a, a way to get there. Um, and if he says no at any point, then you know you're out. Or you know yes. he's out, and I think a lot so of people for, are going to be afraid of that of their answer, truthfully. But this is this was the other part that I wanted to say to you. If you're going to be asking that question, you must be prepared for no, yeah, and the consequences of because if you are not prepared, then that other person is not truly free to answer, and you are codependent, and that's mm -hmm. what you got to work with. Which means the unhappiness that you think you're blaming the other person for that's inside you. Mm -hmm. um, I did a lot of work, you know, before I ever got to the point where asking, um, I asked the question, 
not because I knew, not because I was wise and I knew all those things, but I was lucky in that I was already at a coaching practice. You know, I spent a lot of time working on myself because it was part of my job. Um, And I made this space for it, if I say, you know, part of my job. I had the space for it. That's why I chose it as a career. And I did whatever I could within my power to make work what was already there. And I, um, so I, I would like to think that to a degree I did my homework. I didn't go and put all my knees on the table expecting another person to do it for me. I already tried my best. Yes. And that was what was left for me. So, oh, and another thing that I did at the time, I read a book and the book gave me a mental map of intimacy. And I, I, I didn't put it together like that then because the book was written by a man. But, but what was the book? Afterwards, um, it was a David David Data's book called Intimate Communion. Okay. And if you need need to think a little bit abstract, you need to maybe understand the world of a man to to read the book and really get it. But I mean, as as women, it just goes really deep into the stuff we spoke about earlier, the masculine, the feminine energy. But at the time for me. Um, I I had enough knowledge in between to put the dots together and I realized that there is another way to do relationships. Uh, it's not necessarily specifically a relationship book, but it talks very much about the masculine and the feminine energy and how they work together. And I realized as I was reading the book, there's a part of me that longs and desires to be so open and mm-hmm. vulnerable with a partner. And, you know, if you're in a relationship and it's going to do your tears in the bathroom, or, mm-hmm. or, I mean, almost until the end, you know, I we made love and I felt a connection and I cried. And it wasn't that he didn't love me. It was just at that stage, that was the extent to what I thought love was. Right. And then I cried during making love. I was like, this doesn't happen. But I felt something and it just burst open my heart. And of course, because I have to do tears in my bathroom, I had no idea to bring it up. So the next day, I spoke to him and I said, you know, how was that? What happened for you? And he immediately shut it down. And he said, oh, no, that was weird. I don't know what that was. Let's forget about that. Mm. And that just got like, oh, God, this is going nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I finally knew. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's interesting. I, <laughs> I, I have a similar memory. It's, it was the same kind of intimate moment. Um, and I felt I wasn't crying, but I felt just disgusted by him like I just was not attracted to him I I and I think obviously I always say um when we live our truth and we step into our truth sometimes they come with the worst consequences yeah we don't want to deal with those consequences and I think for me the consequence was divorce, obviously, and I didn't want to be divorced. I didn't want to not have my kids um, full time. I did not want to uh, not be able to go on vacation with them uh, to to places we all went as a family. There were so many horrible consequences to stepping into my truth. And the truth was, uh, in that moment, I was just not attracted to him. And I was trying to fake it. And I couldn't. And I remember crying in the bathroom for a kind of a, just feeling mad at myself that I couldn't be honest with him or myself, really. So those consequences are really kind of dire. 
But my goodness, if you do do that work and you step into your truth and figure out what it is that you are meant to be in a relationship or in your life, the people you meet are just phenomenal after that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it it, it really is. Um, So we're we're coming up on the end of the show Adele you have a, a program or you um how can uh, people find you and and um get involved in some of the work that you're doing uh, thanks for asking Lindsay yes I I wanted to make this information because it's like a secret you know and and we don't often have permission to talk about these things as available as possible from a woman to other women and I created a website um green just as the color green g-r-e-e-n dot com um, as available as possible to people as much as so I've taken eight years worth of stuff that I've written the best of it, repurposed it and put it in a kind of a blog type website where people can get free membership. There's no cost to it. But then I went one step further and I, I wanted to really tell them, so, okay, if this is what you want to do, there's four things. If you think you want change, there's four things at least that you need to know. And I created a little mini course for that and a quiz. And they can find that on adele-green.com Um Oops, sorry. They can find that on www.emergingfeminine.co.za. Okay. If they go, if they go on there, there's a quiz and there's like a four-part audio series they can quickly listen to. It doesn't take long, and 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 that'll also give them access to to all the information that I've created and the time that I've been involved in this work. Um, and they welcome welcome to do that if they want awesome. to know more. Well, thank you so much for, for being here with me and sharing your story and sharing kind of all your, you have just such powerful thoughts and statements. And I, and I just, um, I could talk to you for hours. I would love to connect with you again and have you back on and, and figure out how we can continue this dialogue and this conversation. It's just really important. Thank you, Lindsay. It's really wonderful to know that the old women who prepare to work with other women, well, and men, but with us work because it's important work. It evolves us at the end of the day when we go. All we can take with us is our soul evolution, nothing else. Awesome. <laughs> Everything else stays behind. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining me on this show today. Go to lindsayellison.com for more information, as well as adele-green.com. Thanks for being here, and join me next week on another new show of Start Over, Find Happiness. Take care. Thank you for listening to Start Over, Find Happiness with Lindsay Ellison. Join Lindsay every week for guidance and inspiration on how to navigate your uncertain relationships. Whether you're newly divorced or single, or just thinking about whether the marriage or relationship is right for you, Lindsay has expert advice to help you improve your life and find the happiness you deserve. If you are an expert that could offer advice in any field that may benefit our listeners and would like to be a guest, or if you are a woman who is in need of relationship or marriage advice and would like to call in to be featured on the show, Please contact Lindsay's team at support at lindsayellison.com. Join us again next week and every week, Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, 
for another enlightening session with Lindsay Ellison and start over, find happiness on the Lessons in Joyful Living Radio Network. See you then.